Welcome back to the Second City Hockey Podcast. Dave Melton's here, coming to you on another gorgeous evening in the Chicagoland area. Flying solo today, it's another one of our Friday episodes where we've been doing things a little bit differently around these parts. Coming up on late August now, there's still virtually nothing to talk about regarding Blackhawks hockey. The only news that seems to happen around this time of year, especially from a Blackhawks perspective, it's either a training-related injury or someone got arrested. So we're going to work with the mantra that no news is good news, and we're venturing away from the ass completely today. And the reason we're doing that is there's this really young, really exciting, really fun team prepping for another season on the Lakeshore, and our entire staff pretty much, well, except for Shepard Price, who's a Detroit Lions fan. We still don't know how that happened, folks. But the rest of us, we're all Bears fans, and we're all super excited about the 2019 Chicago Bears season. So we opted to do an SB Nation crossover episode for this week, and we reached out to our sibling website, Windy City Gridiron. Their editor-in-chief, Lester Wiltfong Jr., just joined me to discuss all things Bears. Had a great conversation. I'm now even more excited for the Bears season. I didn't think that was possible. I can't wait to spend the next three or four months watching the Bears in the afternoon, watching the Blackhawks at night, and then calling off work on Monday because I had too much fun to the weekend, and I'm not going to stop it on a Monday. So uh, one thing I do have to caution, I have to apologize in advance. Uh, There were some minor technical difficulties in the middle of it. Hopefully we were able to edit most of those out. I don't know if it's going to entirely work, but... We're just going to roll with it anyway. But thanks to Lester for joining us. And always, thanks to you for listening. We really appreciate everyone that uh, takes in our content either here or on the internet or wherever else you do. Uh, thank you so much. And here is my conversation with Lester Wiltfong Jr., Editor-in-Chief from Windy City Grinnell. Lester Wilfong Jr. is here. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us and what I'm sure is a very busy schedule for you, breaking down all the Bears preseason game films from the last few weeks. Yeah, of course, the preseason. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, 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 I think <laughs> the one biggest thing, if, if Matt Nagy, if he doesn't end up winning anything in his career, him starting to bench players the third preseason game by the end of his career – or he's going to start the the downhill slope that ends up getting rid of preseason games, and I think we'll all be better for it. You know, if that's the way that the preseason goes, I'm all for it. I mean, I, I do enjoy watching the games, but, of course, I'm a, I'm a, a football junkie. Um, so I enjoy them, but I can understand. As a casual fan, they get nothing out of preseason. You know, for the most part, the players that are fighting for their jobs, you know, the coaches already know who they're going to keep on their team. It's very rare that someone can have a great performance in preseason and actually win a job. Right. For the most part, the Bears know who they want. They have their their their, their uh, 53 roster penciled in. They know what's happening for the preseason. I think right now it's just a ratings grab and a way for the the stadiums to get some some revenue. And and I think uh, I, I have the same way the NFL preseason. I feel about pretty much every preseason is the first like first few games. You're really excited just to see the sport again, and then yeah. after about a week, you're like, all right, I need the real thing. So yeah, well, I, I mean, and, and football's only four games, and in hockey, it's what. You guys they, have a, a much, much bigger preseason, don't you? Like six to seven, roughly. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like two or three weeks. It's just similar to football. Too much. You know, two yeah. weeks. Three. Yeah, too much. Exactly. So, Lester, first question I have for you, um, and I've been thinking about this all day, how exactly I wanted to word this. Where do you think the Bears will have their Super Bowl parade in February? Is it going to be a great <laughs> park or do you think they'll have it at Soldier Field? 
you know, I think it's going to end up at Grand Park. It's probably the best way to do it. I think a nice parade would help, too, because, you know, last time they did it, they, they had a parade. So a parade down Michigan Avenue and then finish it up at Grand Park for the big rally, I think, is the way, best way to go. There we go. There we go. We've already sent that down to, uh, to our <laughs> Lightfoot's office, and we'll get it get it planned out. Um, but seriously, right. how, how good is this team going to be? How good can this team be? I guess that's the biggest question with this team right now. You know, it's, it's weird as Bears fans because – it's been a while since we've had this feeling, but the right. Bears are good. I mean, the, the Bears are a very good football team. It was a it was a long rebuild for GM Ryan Pace, but but he had a vision when he came in a few, a few years ago. Um, as fans that, that followed the team, we knew it would take a little while. Uh, he had to turn over a really really bad roster, and right. he did that methodically. And then he got his his coach, he got his quarterback, and and then you know here we are, the NFC North champs, twelve and four. Uh, the playoffs had a, a really tough ending, but you know. Championship teams have to go through adversity. I think that's going to be the the first step of the Bears' adversity is that double doink. Oh yeah, I I think that's um, it, it's I I think I just I think for all Bears fans, I think they just need to get a game under their belt. So because right now the last memory of a Bears game that mattered was that. So you just yeah. need something. It's it's like anytime there's a really bad playoff loss for any sport. Um, then when your last memory is, is how the season ended, you just need something new just so you can move on and, and have something else to talk about. Cause I'm sure you guys are sick of talking about the double. Yes. I'm sick <laughs> of talking about it. I just spent all day reading about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've had enough. Um, but I mean, the, the strengths of this team are obvious. I mean, the, the defense is so good. Uh, they got just stars all over the field on defense. The offense seems like it's starting to catch up. Maybe not quite as much as it uh, as it could be. But what, what do you like? What, what stands out to you about this team? That that's something that we're going to be watching. That'll be very important for them all season long. You know, I think as fans watching it, you know, if, if they're not really paying attention to what's been going on, is the offense should be improved. So that's something that a lot of fans should see right away and say, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that." But you know, the Bears offense last year was very inconsistent. A lot of it was because of the quarterback, uh, Mr. Trubisky, in his, his his first full year starting. I know he started as, as a as a, a rookie with John Fox, but that doesn't count. You know, we're trying to that doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Everyone knows it doesn't count. So, so this is his first year starting in a real live NFL offense, um, and he had some problems. He was up and down. He had some great games, some bad games, some good throws, bad throws. He went probably about what you would expect a young quarterback to do. But there were enough flashes there in the offense, enough, enough playmakers on the offense to where, you know, now going into the second year of the system, you know, you got guys like Tariq Cohen, uh, uh, Anthony Miller, uh, uh, other, other receiver, uh, Taylor Gabriel, um, and, uh, Alan Robinson. You know, there are playmakers all over this team. And then they, they did a, a, a whole new uh, uh, core running back. They got rid of Jordan Howard, brought in guys that more fit what they want to do. This offense, it may not be Kansas City Chiefs-like, but it's going to be pretty damn good this year. Well, it seems like the defense is so good that the offense just has to be, like, above average, and you have, like – Exactly. I mean, pretty much. I mean, that's how you look at it because this defense, you talk about there's stars at every level of defense. You know, the defense is going to be really, really good. We're talking about it could be one of the all-time greats. It was good last year. I think it's going to be even better this year. And as long as the offense – let's say the offense is just as good as last year. That's all they do. This still is going to be a very good football team. That's obviously not going to happen. The offense will take some strides. So this team's going to be better, and I think they're going to go all the way. That's, that's, that's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. It's been a whole, like, what, four years since the Blackhawks won a cup? I need a champion. And I'm, I'm not a Cubs fan, so I can't, you know, that was cool. Uh, okay. I was a part of that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm aching. And just with, with the Bears, I mean, I don't know 
I, I, I wasn't born when the 85 Bears won, and I part of me gets sick of hearing about them. Like, I grew up adoring yeah. that team, and I, I still – I wore number 34 and 58 um, for years when I was playing football as a kid because of Wilbur Marshall and Walter Payton, but I just – I'm sick of I'm sick of Mike Dicka. I'm sick of hearing about yeah. this team. I need my own I need my own 85 Bears and I hope maybe the 19 Bears will be that team. Um one guy I've heard so much hype about and I've watched one preseason game and I'm now in love with him as well is David or Montgomery, the running back. Yeah. Um just is he which wing of Canton is he going to be enshrined in <laughs> his career? And will his statue be next to Walter Payton's or do you think they'll put him at the other end of the stadium? You know, I'm not sure if this day and age will ever be another running back that can give you the kind of stuff that we got back in the in the day with Walter Payton. Right. You know, he, he, even if he's as good as possible, just with the way running backs are so are so uh, uh, easily replaceable in this day and age. You know, we may only see him here for, for for four years, maybe. You know, he may only play the life of Kendrick and move on. So it's hard to say, but but I do think his skill set is just a perfect fit with what they want to do it on the offense here. So I could see them kind of keeping keeping him around. Um, I'm not sure if we'll ever see him be the, the main featured guy. I think that's going to all depend on injury and, and kind of how the other players in that roster develop. But for this year alone, though, his skill set is just so so different than what the Bears had with Jordan Howard a year ago. He's a guy that can catch out of the backfield, but more importantly, he can line up as a receiver. He can line up in the slot. You know, he can do pretty much anything on that offense that the coach wants him to do, which helps to make it so the defense can't, you know, they're not going to know what's coming every time. You know, if you move him, split him out wide, you move him in the back with three Cohen, with Mike Davis, now you have a lot of options, and the defense has to account for all the different things he can do. Okay. Yeah, I – yeah, he's it, the the way they're talking about him. It seems like the way they were talking about Jordan Howard the first few weeks of camp. Like I remember Hub Arkish went on some radio station and said, "Guys, Jordan Howard's the best running back on this team, and he's going to be starting by week one." And he was. So yeah. So there you go. You know, it was a much different offense back then. You know, that True. offense was, was a perfect fit for Jordan Howard. It was it was a, a run based offense. It was an old school offense, if you will. So he was a great fit for that. And I think there's a, a still a place in this league for Jordan Howard, but he's not going to be a guy that gets, you know, uh, 250 carries anymore. Uh, he's going to be more of a, of a, of a bruising guy. He kind of comes in and, 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 and for the end of the game or, or for goal situations, he should have a nice long career, but what he did early on in his career as a bear for, for that first season, that's never going to happen again. I've, I was listening to some talk radio today and there was, and I, some of the things I've read about, and it feels like this is more from the national reporters than the local reporters. So sometimes I, you know, I have a skeptical eye with that because sometimes the national guys can miss things that the local reporters miss on more of and they have a more intimate understanding of the team. But there's all this talk about the the expected regression of the Bears defense, that they can't yeah. possibly be as good as they were last year. What do you think about that? You know, I'm, I'm on record. I wrote an article that I expect the Bears defense to be better than a year ago. Um, I wrote another article where I predicted their stats across the board. I just can't see the defense regressing because – in order for the defense to regress, you got to figure there's there going to be some players that are getting older or some players that have left. And either while the Bears did lose a couple of players in that defense, they weren't the key guys. It was the nickelback. It was the strong safety. They replaced those guys with guys that, you know, could at least live up to kind of what they did here a year ago. But everyone else in the defense is, is young, ascending, or in their prime. So how are they going to regress when, when, when you got guys like Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, these guys are talented players, uh, the, the, the corners, the safeties. There's all pros at every level. I see this team going up 
in uh, 2019. Yeah, and, and like you said, like all their studs are young. Like Akeem Hicks is yeah. one, he's 30, but Cleo Max 28. Going if uh, these numbers are right from last year, just adding a number to them. But Eddie Jackson, yeah. 27, Roquan's 22. So, like, they're it, this isn't like you know, th- this isn't like the 2009 Bears when it was their locker and bringing those guys hanging on at the end of their careers. Like, this is yeah. a prime, uh, prime team, as you were saying. So, it's it's it's, it's, it's prime Bears, plus they have a brand new uh, a, a D coordinator in Chuck Pagano, who's a little different style, a little more aggressive. I think it's going to play into what they have as far as the, the, the talent goes. So Again, I'm predicting this team will be better than they were a year ago on defense. All right. Well, well, now we've had so much fun talking about the defense. Let's get to the one thing that's been driving everyone crazy, <laughs> kicking situation. Yeah. Which, like, I'm still the ghost of Robbie Gold. Oh, he's not dead, so I don't know if we can call it the ghost of Robbie Gold. But <laughs> whatever, the the spirits of Robbie Gold that hangs around Soldier Field must be cursing the Bears. I, 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 I don't even know what to make of it anymore. Like, there was a big story in Sports Illustrated that – I haven't had a chance to read, but it's talking about the maniacal way in which uh, Matt Nagy's been treating his kickers. And it's, I, I guess, what do you make of this whole situation? You know, one of our writers, Josh, uh, Josh Thunderbrooks, wrote an article about this social article, and he probably posted last night. So go on the site, check it out for sure. Um, but it's, it's basically that SCA article was talking about the circus that was surrounding the Bears kicker search, but it was a weird situation. I mean, it wasn't like Cody Parkey was good a year ago. I mean, he no. was one of the worst kickers. He was one of the worst kickers in the league. He I hit he four uprights in one game. <laughs> in was one it three or four? He hit like a, it was four in the Lions. Yeah, four. Yeah, and I remember laughing, but I remember like after laughing, thinking this probably isn't good that the kickers hit four uprights in a game. Yeah, yeah. He he was one of the worst kickers in the league a year ago. He he of course had the the, the 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 double doink. Of course, everyone remembers that. But then he went on the on the uh, the, the Today Show. Um, he right. just made the situation worse. And then of right. course, in the middle of se- in the in the middle of season, you know, when he was having his problems, it was suggested you know he should go to the, the field and practice. And his response was, "Well, the traffic's too bad to go there." Yes, and of I course, remember that. You know, and I'm like, come on, this guy had to go. He was definitely not a a, a team first kind of guy. Um, the Bears made the right decision. They had to get rid of him. They couldn't keep him around. What happened afterwards, it was weird. I mean, no team has brought in, you know, nine kickers for a tryout and, 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 and done what the Bears have done. But it was a situation that demanded it. And head coach Matt Nagy, he is not going to do things the traditional way. He's going to do things his own way. And however it took to get to where they're at now, they have one guy they think is the guy. You know, he, he, the job's not definitely his, but they have uh, – uh, uh, Eddie Pinero now is the only guy standing. They may go look elsewhere once the cuts are made, but for now, at least, he's the guy moving forward. And I think that's probably the right choice because he does have the most upside. He has the biggest leg. He has to work on his accuracy. And if that happens, you know, the Bears could have their kicker for the next 10 years. Yeah, and, and I mean, he, he obviously he outperformed Fry in the preseason, and he just – he has a clean slate. Like, I, I feel like this is the hardest thing that, to, to get around is that Cody Park is not on this team anymore. So it's trying to yeah. let, let Pinero, you know, build his own reputation with the team because he, he didn't miss any field goals last year. It's not his fault uh, what happened in the Eagles game. So that's, yep. that's, the hard, that's the hardest part. But, I mean, it's so, it's so easy to hate kickers. And it's just <laughs> the first few I, – I hope the, they open up at home. So hopefully he doesn't – they do open at home, correct? Yeah. Okay, so as long as he's just got to get through that first game without missing a, a kick. And maybe the Bears will just win 35-3, to three, he kicks five extra points, and we're good. But I think he, I just, he needs to get through that first game without missing a kick, and then, then everyone will calm down, 
and we'll be okay. Um, I, I think you, you nailed it. It's 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 the the pressure of of doing it the first time because, like you said, the fans are going to be going nuts. You know, when when the Bears kick a field goal or an extra point, you know, usually that's when when the, the fans don't really pay attention. But now with the history, what happened here, all eyes are going to be on him, so he has to live up to the pressure. Right, right, and and it's 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 definitely not an easy place to play, like or an easy place to kick. Like hopefully, like he takes Robbie Gold's advice, and I think Kevin Butler always talked about that too. Go to the stadium and kick there, because yep. the wind there is not the way it is everywhere else. So yeah, exactly. We we touched on it a little bit. Um, the other obviously huge question mark with the team is Mitch Trubisky. Um, I know you guys have had a ton of content re- regarding him this summer, just because it's the most important position on the team, probably. Up there with the most difficult position in sports. Like we could have a pretty good debate on whether that's being a quarterback is more difficult than being a goalie in hockey because um, neither yeah. each one takes a very unique and uh, special set of skills that don't really apply anywhere else. So, um, but but what what's the what's just the general mood that you guys have had about Trubisky coming into this season? And I think from the for most fans are, are pretty optimistic what's going on with Mr. Trubisky. You know, he didn't have the, I mean, he had a good year as far as the stats go, you know, but if you just watch the tape, there were some, some issues. I mean, he was a very, a very, uh, uh, a very accurate quarterback, but some of his accuracy was just a little, uh, slightly off. So he wasn't putting the ball in a spot for his guys to catch and run with. It was, uh, it was the, the balls were there. They were there on time, but the timing was a little off. I think that's part of that is because it was the first year of the system uh, playing with a bunch of brand new players as well. So, you know, moving forward, I'm expecting him taking another big jump in play. You know, he, he t- took one from his first year to his second year. I'm expecting another year now Now that he's going into the second year of the system, his third year as a pro. You know, he's a very quarterback-friendly offense, but it's a, t- a tough offense to learn. You know, it's a system that, that quarterbacks have taken time to develop. So we may not see the best of Mr. Trubisky in a couple of years, but I think we're going to see a, a much better Trubisky coming up in 2019. Like I think you guys had an article today talking about what, like when is he going to hit his prime and it's yeah like it's not it may not be this season because like you, yeah the the Pat Mahomes situation is the exception to the rule like uh, quarterbacks exactly. don't do usually what he did in his second year so so I guess just kind of in line with that just like how long do you think it's going to take if Trubisky gets there how long is it going to take him to get to the full the full Trubisky experience if you will. Well, the, the, the head coach, Matt Nagy, says it takes two to three years to learn the system. So he's going into okay. a second year now. You take a look at what happened in, in, in KC with Pat Mahomes. You know, that was his first year starting for them, obviously. But it was his second full year in the system. So right, he understood right. things a little better. Uh, he had a, So the playmakers in the system have been in the same system for a long time. So everyone in that offense was on the same page. Like I said, I'm not expecting Trubisky to do what he did in KC. But he will have a much better season. You know, the playmakers will make more plays for him. And um, like I said, the arrow's pointing up for him. We, yeah, we did. We said a, a four-part roundtable series all about Trubisky this week. So there's a ton of stuff on our site about Trubisky going on right now. Yeah, WindyCityGridiron.com. After you're done reading the latest of the top 25 under 25 series at Second City Hockey, definitely head over there. And uh, there's plenty of stuff. I'm looking at the, the front page right now. There's stuff on Trubisky. There's stuff on their, their top 100 Bears players countdown from the summer. They've already – previewing college players for next year's draft they're on top of it i think now i feel rather like we are kind of lazy now transitioning from all the talk about trubisky who's kind of a question mark and, and back to the defense where you know they're they're studs everywhere i mean we've, we've talked a little bit about you know there's eddie jackson cleo mack obviously roquan smith but is there is there somebody on this defense that you are 
you're very intrigued by or someone that you think is going to have a bigger year that may not be as big of a name right now? Um, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of ways I can go because, like I said, the defense is stacked pretty much at every level. Um, but in my recent – I wrote a recent article where I actually predicted all the stat lines and I kind of looked through it. And, and I think uh, veteran Prince Mukamara is going to have an outstanding season. I got him going to the Pro Bowl this year. Okay. He's one of the, he's one of the older Bears. He's, he's 30. Him and Hicks are both at, that, at that, that old age of 30 there. But he had a really good year last year. He had an outstanding training camp, you know, this season. So – I think he is just a good fit for what the defense is. You know, this defense may have impressed a little more, and that's something that kind of plays into his hands a little bit. He likes being up there in, 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 in the guy's chest and playing a, a more physical brand of football. Um, so I think Prince Mukamara is going to have an outstanding year. I got him going to the Pro Bowl. And, and like, just with Cleo Mack, I mean, the, he's so obviously – the the best one of the best players in the league by far. I think he was what number two on the NFL Network countdown this year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, just what 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 else can he do? Like, I I don't know how much higher the ceiling is with him because like he's there. He is the ceiling. Yeah, he, he's a really good football player. Obviously, you know, he's one of the best in the game today. But you know, I take a look at what happened with Chuck Logano when he coached in Baltimore. He he took a really good defensive player in uh, in, in Terrell Suggs at the time was a pro bowler and his first year with Chuck Pagano calling plays, Charles Suggs was the, was the defensive MVP. So the thing with Chuck Pagano, he understood, he'll move his guys around a little bit. He'll get them more opportunities at sacks. He'll get them more opportunities at mismatches. So I think we, we may see Khalil Mack have a career high in sacks this season. Oof. Oh, don't, don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting excited. I, I mean, know it. It's like he, he was so dominant last year and he missed games. Like he, when he had this, uh, it was some sort of leg injury, lower body injury yeah, for, we'll call it for right the ankle. Yeah. Yeah. And he did, he didn't look right for a while. And then, and then like they had the bye week and then he was back to being the monster that we all knew and loved. Yeah. So I, and Cleo Max known, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else, but like, seems like so many of the defense, it's like, we don't need to, talk about it too much because some way that's obvious like you know Eddie Jackson's going to be a ball hawk in the secondary Akeem Hicks is unblockable in the middle of that defense and then I guess Roquan Smith has his uh I guess that's another player that's very interesting because he's only in his second year in the NFL what are you expecting out of him in his sophomore year you know he's another guy I got him going to the pro I think he'll be even better though I think he'll be a, a team of pro He's a guy that he has all the speed in the world at that position. His instincts are, are getting much better, obviously, than where he was as a rookie. He's a very intelligent football player. That's what he did at Georgia. And, and he's a guy that he had five sacks last year, and, and he didn't blitz very often. But when, when he does blitz, he has a knack to getting home. And we will see him blitz a little more this season. So I, I got him again. I got him going to the Pro Bowl. Again. So, yeah, Roquan Smith definitely will be a guy to watch this year. Um, and then as we're scanning down the roster, there's a few other guys that seem like they could be – some some of the younger guys that were later round draft picks in the last few years that might be guys to watch this year and and two of them came to mind for me. Uh, one was Anthony Miller, wide receiver, and the other one was Bilal Nichols on the defensive line. Um, I don't yeah. know if you had any strong opinions on those guys or just anybody else that you some some uh, less heralded players who you think might be big uh, big contributors for the team this fall. You know, I thought about Bilal Nichols first. One of our guys uh, actually did a film breakdown of him. Uh, uh, Robert Schmidt, he did a great job. He, he did stuff on YouTube. You can find it on our site as well. But he broke down to film of Bilal Nichols from like a year ago. And he was a rookie last year. Obviously, he made a few mistakes here and there. But the upside of this guy is tremendous. As a fifth-round draft pick out of Delaware, no one mm -hmm. expects him to be what, what he's going right. to be. And I think he, you know, he, he, he ends up being a starter by the end of the year. He'll be starting all this year. 
And I think he's another guy that he's going to have a really good season. He's not going to be on the field as much as Akeem Hicks and, and those guys, but, you know, he is going to be out there rushing the pass or stopping the run. He's in great shape. He, he, he actually he added some strength to heat, but he lost some weight. Uh, so he looked to be in, in great shape when I saw him at camp. So I'm expecting a big year out of him. And you mentioned Anthony Miller. You know, he has a, a, an injury right now. I think it's an ankle injury. He's kind of been nursing uh, for the last few weeks. Uh, the coach says that he should be okay to go. It's one of those things where he hasn't had surgery. It's probably the, the dreaded high ankle sprain where he just got to have some know. rest on it. But, <laughs> yeah, so but it, it looks like he's going to be there for week one. It's still, he's still not practicing, but he's another guy. He had seven touchdowns last year, um, which, which, which uh, uh, led the team. You and know, as played, a rookie. And he played the second half of the season with one arm, if I remember. One arm. Correctly. So yeah. he, he did. He did. He had, he had the, 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 the torn shoulder, uh, 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 separated shoulder. So God. he's a guy that's going to have a good year this year. He is the Bears' number three receiver, so they're not counting on him to do all the stuff that the other two guys do. But with as much as the Bears run three wide, he'll be out there quite a bit. Big year out of him. And then one guy you didn't talk about, I want to briefly mention, that's another defensive lineman, uh, Roy Robson Harris. He's going to be right. the first defensive lineman in. He's just a physical freak. You know, he's six, six, five, six, six. He's a huge guy. You know, he just he understands now, finally, how to use his size and strength. He was a, a, a stand-up a linebacker in college. He came into the Bears. He had a year off on, on the, on the uh, physical, unable to be injured, something. He, one of those lists where the Bears kind of hit him, like the cheating redshirt system. Okay. But they, 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 kept, they kept him around. Um, then last year he kind of played with his first year in the system with the Bears. But, again, big, strong guy. He looked a little lost last year at times, but he had moments. This year so far in camp, preseason, he looks great. He'll be the first the first guy off the bench on that D-line in rotation. He should have a real big year for the Bears. So just with, with this entire team, um, I, we, I, some of the podcasts we've done, Brad makes us do predictions. I hate predictions personally because there's so <laughs> many, like, just with, I mean, hockey and football, injuries happen. So there's, there's yeah. so many variables in the air that making predictions just feels pointless. But just from what, what I do want to ask you about is, I guess, what's the biggest thing that this team – that if they do this, you know that they'll be they'll be among the the league's elite and contending for Super Bowl this year. What what is that thing that that we should keep an eye on? I think for this season, because the defense is going to be great. Um, I think this year it's all about the quarterback. If Trubisky can make that next step, like I said, he was pretty good a year ago, but he has to make that next step to make this a, a, a team that is going to be a, a contender year in year out. If he can make a little bit of step this year, cut down some of the bad throws. If he does that early and he has a good command of this offense, which he did last year as the season went on, but now he's coming into the second year in the system, he's a whole a whole other offseason of learning things. If he has the same kind of command he ended last year with when he starts off this year, I think the Bears' offense will be fine. I think this Bears will be uh, contending all year long. It's it's just it seems like you can you can draw a lot of parallels between the way the Bears have kind of ascended at the end of this decade and the way the Blackhawks ascended at the end of the last decade. We're just they're they're building that young nucleus of talent, and then um, what really seemed like it took the Blackhawks to the next level is when they added Marion Hosa, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame whenever he's eligible. Yep. And the Bears did the same thing; they built that young nucleus, and then they added Khalil Mack, and then there they went. So that's a great I, parallel, right there. Yeah, I uh, we that's why they pay us the. Nah, we never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but that's it's. I I don't know about you, but like this is the most excited I've been to, for a bear season since two thousand six, hands down. Like I, I can't remember. Oh, for sure. And, and like there was there were some Blackhawks seasons earlier. I I think with the the Blackhawks, like 
they had the, the first season when they ran to the conference final in 2009. And then it not that it was expected that they were going to win the cup, but it wasn't really much of a surprise. And then after that, like it, it's, it's, it's a little different with, with the way the Blackhawks were because you knew they were going to be good and it was going to be a fun season, but there's just something different about because the Bears haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years. Yeah. That it, and, it's, yeah. And, and the way like hockey, like it's got, it doesn't quite have the fan base that football does. That's just the nature of the country we live in in the media landscape in Chicago. When the Bears are big, it's the number one story on every news station. At like 10.01, they're talking about the Bears that usually only happens for the Blackhawks if they win. So it's like the whole city, you know, I mean, and you've, you've, I'm sure you've experienced when the bears are good. It's all anyone talks about. So, yeah. Um, I mean, well, we're, I, we're I think that, go ahead. I mean, the bears are aspiring to be one of those teams that are always good year in year out. Like the, the Blackhawks had that stretch there where mm-hmm. every year they had a chance. That's what every franchise wants to be. That's what every franchise is trying to, to get to. In the NFL, you want, you want to be like the Patriots, and that's a team that always has a chance. If the Bears can get to that level, I mean, as a fan, I mean, it, even if they don't win every year, if they're always in the mix, honestly, that's all we can hope for as fans. Right, yeah, just, just – and, and it seems like the, the, the last stretch was that, you know, they had the, the Super Bowl run, and then they disappeared for three years, and then the conference championship run, and then they haven't been back to the playoffs since. So hopefully there's yep. – it's, it's a little more of a level – uh, trajectory well and just continue an upward trajectory of course but more level than the peaks and valleys of the of the uh, lovey smith era but um yep. lesser thank you so much for taking the time to uh come talk some bears with us we much appreciate it um that we know that uh the people can find you at windycitygridiron.com the twitter account yep. is wc gridiron and where else can they find your guys's work uh you can find me on twitter at wiltong jr and I also just started writing a little bit of stuff for Odds Checker. That's where I got all my, my recent Bears prediction stuff going over there. But uh, other than that, if you're, if you're on Twitter, get on Twitter. That's where we share all of our stuff. And the podcast that uh, is, has oh, a Oh, I forgot name. about the podcast. And, yeah, uh, my podcast is called T-Formation Conversation. Uh, there's actually three, uh, three Bears-centric shows on, the, uh, on, our, on our channel. So, so tune into that on iTunes and all those places you get your, uh, your, your show at. Excellent. Thank you again, Lester, and uh, go Bears. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da